0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. So excited for today's episode because I have not recorded a client success story in so long. You've been getting all the education about metabolism and protein and carbs and fats, which we might talk a little bit about today. But today, my guest is a client who's had a super cool different success story which I won't ruin the surprise yet. Um, But welcome, Nicole, to the podcast.
1: Hey, Danny, Good to be here. So I'm Nicole Miller, and some people call me Nikki. It just depends, I guess, on how well you know me and uh, what – what environment that we are in. So as a soccer player, so Nikki Grimaldi was my name. Um, some of you may know my brother who plays hockey and um, played in North Dakota and for some pro teams and everything too. But um, I am a 37 year old woman. <laughs> so I have two kids. Um, I have a seven year old and a five year old little boy. I'm married. Been married for I don't even know how long. I think we celebrated 13 years in May. And I work at the University of Central Oklahoma here in Oklahoma, where I live. And I basically do strategy for the College of Business. I am an adjunct professor and teach business communications. And then I have a little bit of a side hustle doing some design work for clients doing marketing collateral and all those kinds of things. So lots of fun stuff to keep me busy. And especially with the kids coaching their teams and playing soccer and doing all the things. So.
0: Yes, you're a busy woman, and that's why I let you introduce yourself. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to check all those boxes, but super excited to share your story, both soccer-wise, which you kind of mentioned, so we're kind of getting into the sneak peek of what we'll get into. The crazy part is Nicole and I have worked together for basically a year now, so the cool thing is we are recording on your one-year anniversary of putting yourself out there and um, reaching out for help. So why don't you share with our listeners what motivated you to reach out for nutrition coaching, maybe like how you felt when you reached out, maybe physically and mentally, and what were you trying to achieve and what you were struggling with?
1: So for me, I kind of uh, mentioned a little bit soccer wise, but, you know, back in the day, I played division one soccer at Oklahoma State University. And then, you know, fast forward to having two babies and being a lot older than I was when I was in college, and my body just not looking the way that I was used to it looking. And knowing that it wasn't necessarily because I had decided to like, just let myself go. It was a result of a lot of different things and just life and metabolism and Age and all of the stuff, and so um, I had. You know, I had my first kid in 2015, my second kid in 2018, and I had work to get the weight off and do all the things. And then, you know, just life gets in the way sometimes, or you, you get thrown a, a curveball. And for me, uh, there were some curveballs that I was thrown that had kind of got me uh, just down, honestly, kind of depressed about some stuff that was going on. And so it's really easy in those seasons of life to turn to, f- to food or um, or even just from the stress of it all, you know, you heard that I've I've got a lot of stuff going on in life. And so it can be really easy when you're busy to just, you know, just grab that thing or just finish what's on that kid's plate or, you know, whatever. And you don't really realize what it is that you're putting into your body all the time and the effects that it's having, especially if you're not able to get in the gym and work out like a D1 athlete anymore. And so for me, I was looking at my body and I was like, I hate this. (laughs) Like, this is not who I am. Uh, This is, this is not who I want to be. And I was incredibly frustrated. So I had um, done some things in the past, you know, that had worked. And then they worked for a minute. And then I it, I hadn't made a lifestyle change, you know, like a consistent lifestyle change. And so um, I had just finally got to the point where I was like, you know, um, I, I just can't live like this anymore. Like I can't look like this anymore. I want something better for myself. And um, I had started playing soccer, I think about six months prior to reaching out to Danny and, you know, I was carrying around 20 pounds extra than I had when, when I played soccer in college and I played semi-professionally and stuff for a little bit afterwards. And so that extra weight mattered, you know, I mean, I feel it, it was different. And so, um, my brother had come to visit and he and I were just talking about all the things. And so I was like, just picking his brain about working with dietitian in the past. And, and, um, he was like, you ought to reach out. And I was like, let me just let me look. Let me see what what Danny is about. Let me just see. And so I I looked into it. But it was one of those things where I was like, I'm looking into this. And I'm probably going to do it because I'm going to have to invest some money. And if I invest some money, like we're not talking about $5, you know, like we're talking about like, I am making an investment in my health. And so I'm going to have to do the things. But I'll be really honest that when I first started, I had made the investment financially but I had not made the commitment, spirit, soul, mind, body, and all the things yet, okay? Like I was like going through the motions at first because I'm like, okay, I know I need to do this, and eventually maybe that motivation will kick in, but for whatever reason for me, I just couldn't get the motivation to fire. And I think that's what was making me so angry um, and why I was – cycling and spinning for so long because normally I can get motivation to fire and I just couldn't. And so I was like, well, let's just try this because we've never done it this way before. And hopefully at some point as I keep going, you know, through the process, like something will happen and I will get with the picture. So.
0: Yeah. So you were like frustrated and all the feelings like Depressed, and you looked at yourself and you're like, This isn't me, you know. And I think a lot of moms, especially, can relate after having kids. They look at themselves in the mirror and their clothes are like, I'm not seeing me. And that's a really hard thing to accept and process and to be able to take that step forward and do something about it. Because I think if anyone puts themselves last, it's moms. And it was like, you know, you're putting so much into everybody else, and you're like, Okay, now I don't feel good I don't like like the way that I look I something has to change and I need help and this hopefully this is the solution right right hopefully was more yeah. of the thought you're like please let this work please God yep. so it was Fingers kind of crossed. a combination of you know <laughs> struggling a little bit mindset wise physically just schedule like everything like all the things were all over the place but the goal would you say that your number one priority? Was to improve your body p- composition, kind of like lose 15 to 20 pounds of fat because you did mention that you were carrying an extra 20 during your comeback to soccer.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I, I had reached out to you, to Danny, um, before the body recomposition program specifically. And I knew that, um, you know, there was some, I'll call them problem areas, in my opinion, of my body where I'm like, okay, we need to work on this. And so it was body recomp with nutrition, but we also were working a lot with gym work and stuff too and just making sure that I was lifting and doing all the things that I was supposed to be doing so that the the weight would be sustained. And the other thing too is that knowing that I was playing soccer still, just indoor, okay, like rec adult league type games, but the highest level of rec for adults at the time. So, I mean, we weren't just playing with like... (laughs) random people. Um, these are people who had played in college and, you know, played and stuff before. So I, I needed my body to be able to, to keep up with the pace of how the games were going while not losing my strength at the same time. And also knowing that, you know, I'm encroaching on 40 and bodies don't recover as fast as they used to. And things don't work like they used to. And if you get injured, it takes a little bit longer. And so for me, it was really important that we were looking at the body recomposition to lose the weight, but we were also sustaining the muscle and building the muscle that, so that it could support all of those things that I mentioned, um, to make sure that I stayed healthy and, um, that I kept that, uh, you know, retained the progress that I was making and, well, I didn't say this to you necessarily, Danny, but, you know, it's like when you look at your body and you start to see additional cellulite in places and stuff, it's like, ew, that is disgusting. And so for me, like I don't wear shorts (laughs) and, um, and to get into a bathing suit is my absolute worst nightmare. And even when I was, you know, 20, 20 years old, I felt this way and went in the best shape of my life. And so fast forward to 37 after two babies. And I'm like, there's no freaking way that I'm putting any of that on. And so in the back of my mind, there was this hope that maybe I would gain the confidence to, put that stuff on again, whether I had the cellulite or not at the end of the thing, like, could I just go out there and rock it? Like all the other people are doing, you know, Um, could I build that confidence to just be okay with being me in my own skin and knowing that I don't need to sit and worry so much that people are judging me and how I look, I can just go be the beautiful woman that I am. And so um, I needed some of that mindset work and stuff too, to be able to get there.
0: And this summer you did. You sent me a picture of a bikini and you're like, I bought this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like nearly crying seeing the text. I'm like, please wear it on the beach and wear it so proudly and confidently because you look amazing and you deserve to have that feeling of empowerment.
1: I did. I rocked several bikinis this summer. And not only that, but I've rocked shorts and shorter shorts than I normally do. And a little bit ago, Danny talked me into letting uh, me allow her to send me a crop top pivot shirt. So we're going with (laughs) with rocking all the things.
0: (laughs) It's going to look better on you than on my (laughs) nine-month pregnant body. (laughs) When Nicole's like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you like a pivot shirt. We have tank tops, T-shirts, and crop tops. She goes, what does the crop top look like? And it's hard to take a picture of like a shirt that's just on a hanger. So then I put it on my (laughs) nine-month pregnant body. I'm like, this is what it looks like. And you're like, yep, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. So we'll have to do a side-by-side comparison of my pregnant um, (laughs) modeling versus your super athletic body that you now have. Uh, oh but yeah, let's just kind of move on to are uh, one year later, it was a whole body recomposition journey. And like you mentioned, body recomp, for those who don't know what it is, it's slower than weight loss. Weight loss is just like, let's lose the pounds but most people want to lose body fat they want to look more athletic more toned more lean and when you only have an extra 15 to 20 pounds that's really the goal it's let's maintain the muscle mass let's lose the body fat and then that's going to keep your metabolic rate higher cuz we just talked about metabolism in a very recent episode we don't want metabolic rate to go down so We don't want to just lose the weight. We want to lose the fat, maintain the muscle as much as possible. Plus, Nicole, you're an athlete. And that's the last thing we want for athletes is for them to lose muscle mass. Then we're not going to be as strong, as fast, as powerful. Um, Injury risk goes up when we lose muscle mass. So for all the reasons, body recomp was the number one priority. So now that we're a year and it was... Boy, was it a process because like you said at the beginning, it was you were invested financially, but it was hard to invest mind, body, soul, all the things. It's it's hard to buy in, especially when it's different and it's much slower than you want it right at the beginning. First three months, I, I want I don't want to say nothing happened because we were definitely moving forward, but also nothing happened when it comes to your weight, your body composition, we did not see a lot of changes in the first three months. And I said, we're still on the right track. Trust me, but also give me 5% more consistency. What would you say looking back through the whole journey one year that you're most proud of minus the sexy bikini wear?
1: (laughs) I think just that I stuck with it. Um, I'm not a quitter, like at all. (laughs) So when I say that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But when I say I'm going to do something and I do it and it's not working, then I'm like, Now, hold on a minute. (laughs) Um, You told me, you know. And so I think it was like I was invested and I was doing the things, but there were just life got in the way to where it was like, okay, I could be a little bit more consistent with those steps. I can do extra laps around the house, or, you know, I can um, make sure that I go to the grocery store, right? So they don't have the week where like I am just. Grabbing at whatever I can to, try on rice to make cakes. it work. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, what I'm most proud of is sticking with it and trusting you through the process. And that was not easy to do, not because you're not trustworthy, but because what was happening for me, like she had mentioned, was, you know, it's like I'm trying to do the things and I still was doing a lot of things a whole heck of a lot better than when I started. And I was like, okay, you know, I know math and mathematically something should be f- happening. And the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> the math wasn't mathing. And that's like enough to make me crazy because I'm a math nerd. And so it there were so many times that I was just like, this isn't working like i i knew it you know like i've i've spent this money and it's not working and something's wrong with me and whatever else too and so everything in me was like no do it your way like do it the way that you think is going to work you know for this like maybe Danny doesn't know your body. She doesn't understand, you know, and there's all this stuff going on. And it was just like, and all I could hear was like her little like angel voice on the other side, like just trust the process, just trust the process. And I'm like, I'm trying to trust the fricking process, but the process is not working. And so, um, so there was this moment where it was just like, okay, my own voice comes through and it's like, okay, you've tried it your way before. And your way used to work, but it doesn't work anymore and it's not working. And you've never tried it this way. So, what would be the worst case scenario if you just went all in and just tried it that way? And that's what I did. And um, it took some time, like Danny said, but then it started to happen, just like she said that it would. She was like, you know, one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be like, oh, holy crap. look at that. (laughs) And it was, it were the, these little moments that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like this is happening. And so that to me was this, um, confirmation that I was doing the right thing, but I also had to face the music of if Danny's telling me to do it this way, and that's hundred percent and I'm at 80 and I'm not seeing results, then that 20% is on me, not on Danny. And so I needed to make up the 20% to be 100% all in to what we were doing so that we could see that happen. And when I did that, that was when the change started happening more quickly and consistently And then that was a great motivator, like Pavlov's dogs, you know, that (laughs) rang my bell, right? And I salivated. And so that was perfect, right? Because then that's motivation of like, see, it's working. Look at you. You go, girl. And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, dang, you're starting to look hot. And so then it's like, okay, how much hotter can I look, right? (laughs) So you (laughs) just like like, keep going down this road. And so I'm proud of that because I think – whenever we start something new and it's a goal that we want to achieve, it's so easy to do it for two seconds and then to throw your hands up and quit um, for a myriad of reasons, timing, whatever. Um, But I think for me, just knowing that like in the back of my head, being able to parse out the voices of, this is not a legitimate concern as far as like, this person is is not telling me the wrong thing. This person is telling me sound advice. It wasn't like I needed to make a change because she was doing the wrong thing for me. It was that my head was in anarchy against what felt right because it was hard, right? Like it wasn't easy. And so when I decided to just say like, let's do this um, because the best things in life do not come easy or everyone would do them, um, then that's when for me, like I said, that's what makes me the most proud is that I like dug my heels in and got after it.
0: Yeah, I love so many things you just mentioned. I think that a lot of people struggle when they start something new and nothing happens because we live now in a world of instant gratification and achieving body recomposition is not instant gratification. For most people, it takes nine to 12 months, which is my experience with all my body recomp clients. I tell them day one, this is probably going to take a year, definitely at least six months, but it's going to be magical in the end. You have to trust the process. And I like that you said the 100% 80, but I want to make sure that I point out that 100% all in is not the same thing as 100% perfect, right? Like you mean like I was 100% bought in, like invested in every way rather than being 100% perfect. Because as you know, there's no such thing as having 100% perfect nutrition and exercise. That's not a thing. It's not sustainable.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I I didn't get it right every day for sure. Um, I mean and that was part of the mindset piece too, right? Is like I screw up and then I'm looking for like why did I do this? And instead of feeling shame, it's like hearing Danny say, "Okay, like you can have you can have that, but you can have more tomorrow." You know, you don't have to eat the whole piece of cheesecake. Have have some now and have some more tomorrow. And some of that stuff kind of messed with me for a little bit, because I'm like, well, let me just clean this cheesecake out tonight. (laughs) So then that way, we'll just start again tomorrow, right? And it's like, nope, just start again the next meal. And so I definitely tried my hardest every day. But there were some days that I that I just missed it, and so then I felt bad about that. And then that's where the mindset stuff comes in, where you start to just like hear those things, like I said, and remind yourself that it's not it's not perfect because it can't be. Um, you know, we're on the road, and my frozen pancakes we don't have a toaster you know like and so that was a thing you know and then I'm like eating something else and I'm mad because I can't do what I planned you know that's been working and so it's like these curveballs that you get thrown that you learn to sort of build resiliency through that you you have a solid base foundation you can make some different choices it doesn't have to be the same every single day
0: mm-hmm. there's and my so, little voice progress over perfection, failure yes. is feedback and you're like, oh
1: <laughs> yes, the failure is feedback, progress over perfection, those were two ones and I would say that a lot like failure is feedback and I would remind myself of those things and you know, just know that like as a high level athlete, it, it you don't get there by winning everything. like you you get there through the grind. And so,
0: through losing and learning from those (laughs) losses.
1: Yes. And knowing how to sort of work through that and figure that out. And so, um, yeah, there. There were days when like, yeah, things were going really well, but there were days where I'm like, I'm going to eat the freaking cheesecake and I'm going over calories today. And at first that was a really big deal for me. And then other times it wasn't because Danny was like, listen, in the grand scheme of things and we <laughs> look at the averages, like you had like all these really good days and you did this one and it only added 20 calories. And I'm like, sweet, because I ate like an extra thousand that day you know? <laughs> and I didn't do I it every so day. I had so ice but... cream. <laughs> Yes, I think so, I cleaned. I cleaned an entire tub of ice cream out that one night. You were like, "What are you?" Doing?
0: And at the beginning, I still remember seeing your comments. It was like a huge paragraph that I would read, and you'd be like, "It'd be like so much ice cream." I'd be like, "Oh God, what happened?" I was like, "There's going to be a comment to explain this," and there's the paragraph from Nicole at seven forty-five p.m. or whatever, and she's like, "Screwed up, blah blah blah. Screw it. I'm eating this whole thing," and then I'd be like failure's feedback. Let's talk about it. Why did it happen? What would you do differently next time? And then over time, I got lot less of those paragraphs. And it was just like, had ice cream getting back on track first thing tomorrow morning, or like not had ice cream, but like had a little too much, you know, overindulged, took a breath, talk myself through it, follow, you know, follow fun with fuel back on track, don't worry about it. And I'd be like, good, she solved her own problem. I don't have to like shoot her a text and talk her off a ledge. Um, And there were some ledge talkings. There was, there was, and most, because it's hard. And that's kind of leading to my next question. Like, and you said it yourself, like, it's hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would look like a pro athlete or a model, but it's, it's hard. So what would you say, looking back at the last year, what was the hardest part about the whole thing?
1: With everything that's on my plate at work, at home, with the kids. It's figuring out how to make this work in your lifestyle. And I think what was really helpful for me was... So I looked through a lot of the stuff that Danny has in better as far as like you can get these at this grocery store or whatever. And I started to pick a few items here and there and just like try some different stuff. And so it was cool to discover some things that I was like not I didn't have in my, you know, normal rotation. And that became a a staple for me now. But it took me a while to get there. And. I don't know why it took me so long to get there because I was trying the things, but I think it's because similar to what even you and I discussed a couple of days ago when I was like, let's just talk about what my schedule looks like right now, because it's absolutely insane trying to figure out how I'm going to do all of these things. And so it was figuring out like, because we eat out a lot. And so you know, I like salad normally, like I really do enjoy salad, but not every salad is good and healthy and tasty and stuff. And so was figuring out, okay, we can go to Qdoba and here's what I'm going to get at Qdoba. Like, here's how I can balance my macros and or here's a couple of different options at Qdoba, depending on if I feel like tacos tonight or like a salad or whatever. Um, and so that I think was the hardest part. And along those lines of why it was hard was because it was eating at the time when we were doing the cut, like 150 grams of protein um, when we were working up that ladder. And that was a lot. I mean, it was, I'm like, how do I get this and all of the things that I'm doing and feel full at the same time? And so it would be like, okay, I try this and then, like, okay, I got that. And then crap, I'm starving. And so Okay, too much protein, not enough carbs, or like I'm not eating enough fat. And it's like, what the F? Like, how do I get all the things? Like, to write out the plan Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I will eat that. And so it was like, we did a few meals like that, but it was like, okay, I just needed a few tools to figure out. How do I get to this place where I feel like, okay, I know what I can do for breakfast. And fast forward to like partway through the program when I was like, okay, like I'm rolling here and I know, um, you know, I get home from soccer and I'm low on protein because we're carbon up all day. I'm going to have to hit a fair life nutrition drink because that's going to give me 26 and I'm going to rock with that. And I'm maybe going to be a little hungry, but I got a little bit of this left. So like, I know I can do that. Or like, I'm really short on protein today. So I can go get a steak at Longhorn Steakhouse. Like I had it, I have it down to an art now to where it's like, I can look at my macros and I can see where everything is. And I know what I can get at said restaurant or what restaurant I can go to, or I say can and can't cause that's not the right way, but which ones would be more productive to fitting into that day and which ones are like, yeah, let's save that for one for another day. Or it's a special occasion. Let's rock and roll. We're going over calories today. And so I think it was just honestly just figuring it was figuring all of that out with new foods
0: yeah, at the beginning, it's definitely like when you start a new puzzle and it's overwhelming and you're like, oh, there's too many pieces. And it just feels like this puzzle is never going to fit and it's never going to be finished. And then you start putting a few pieces together and you're like, OK, now we're in a groove and then all the pieces start coming together together and you finish the puzzle and you're like, "Oh my gosh." At the beginning, I thought there was missing pieces or like two puzzles were like shoved together that didn't make sense. But I would agree with you. It's it's hard, especially the macro balance like you said. Oh, I hit protein, but now I have none of this and not enough carbs, but at, you know, you end up finding a way and finding your rhythm and as many of you know, macros are not forever and that's one of the things that Nicole and I will be working on moving forward is now that we reverse dieted you after your super fun fat loss phase that got you looking and feeling amazing. Um, now we're back at 2200 calories, which is way better than being in a cut. I know that was so scary for you to achieve your body composition goals, feel confident, feel sexy, be super athletic again, and you know be able to rock it on the field. And then I'll be like, all right, now we've achieved this. Let's increase your calories back up. And you're like, ah. would you say that was the scariest part of the whole thing was finally feeling good about yourself? And then I'm like, okay, now we're going to increase calories. Let's go. And you're like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I I told Danny, I was like, I yeah, of course, I want to eat more. But I'm like terrified of this because do I trust myself? And I'm I'm still there a little bit right now, like full blown transparency. That is what Danny and I are working on. Right now, um, until she has that baby. (laughs) Um, Because it, you know, as you start to introduce foods again, right, your body composition sort of changes a little bit too. And so it's figuring out, like, how do you keep eating and doing these things? And then maybe the scale changes a little and then you're freaking out because at least I am freaking out because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be that starter girl again, you know, and I don't want to be her anymore. And so it's figuring out now, like, how do I how do I get off of the, the rigidity, right? The structure, Mm -hmm. the, um, how do I go off script Mm -hmm. and live in the land of off script (laughs) and still maintain and achieve what I'm doing? And that is a scary part right now. I will be very honest. Um, even like coming into this call, like I have these insecurities that are happening right now, like in my world of like, okay, I'm reversing out of this thing and I hurt my hamstring the other night. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't work out right now. What's that going to do? You know? And so like all this like mindset stuff happens. And so that's really kind of the next phase of this journey for me is, you know, figuring out to the now I, to trust myself and that I, I know these things and I don't have to run and check. Right? like,
0: Right. You don't have to do the math every day. Um, And that's, I think that's the hardest part. If you look at the journey from the start to the, the real finish line, a lot of people think the finish line is when you get to the goal weight, or you achieve the body composition, right? Like, yay, I look amazing and feel amazing. But that's not the end. The end is learning how to maintain that body composition without the rigidity of tracking macros. And by just kind of having those lifestyle habits that help you maintain the results. So yes, the fat loss phase is difficult and it's not fun at times because you're hungrier. But maintenance is, I think most people would agree, is is harder because eating more, reverse dieting or just trying to maintain everything that you've worked so hard for um, is definitely a challenge. But that's why we're still here. And there's a plan in place, Uh, but I want to switch gears to soccer because one of the wildest things that happened to me this year as a dietitian coach was when Nicole told me she was just going to try out to become a pro soccer player (laughs) after retiring for at least 10 years, um, plus 15. And she's like, I'm going to try out for this pro women's local soccer team I was like wait what I was like <laughs> this was a body composition journey where she's playing you know higher level rec soccer and the next thing you know on our check-in form she goes I'm gonna try out for a pro soccer team I was like okay let's we're gonna need a little bit more time on this call to talk about you becoming a pro athlete because okay so tell me a little bit about how this whole thing happened
1: so, okay, so 2007, because soccer is a fall sport, was my last like legitimate soccer season at Oklahoma State. And then I graduated in 2008 and then played on an outdoor semi-professional team for just, just a little bit of time before I decided to kind of hang it up. So we're talking 2008 to... So in 2019, I joined an outdoor men's team for like just a season because I was doing a dissertation, um, about the transition to life after sport and what happens in the extended transition spaces when it comes to athletic identity and how athletes and female athletes in particular sort of internalize that process. And so, um, I wanted to get myself in the frame of mind. So from 2008 to 2019, that was the first time I had, uh, well, that's not true. 2011, my husband and I played on an indoor team for a season, but it really wasn't much of anything. But like 2019, I I kind of like played, but I only played a couple of games. Like it wasn't a lot. Um, and so when I started playing again in 2022, Yes, that's right. 2022 around March, I think it was, was the first, I will actually legitimately call it the first time I really had played consistently since 2008. And so when I got out there, obviously it was carrying the extra weight and that was harder for me, but I was like, okay, like I still kind of got this. Like I think if I could lose some of this weight, like (laughs) maybe I could do it, you know? And so what's funny about this is because you know, I ended up graduating in 2020 with my doctorate. And like I told you, I did my dissertation on the transition to life after sport. And so (laughs) this entire process of me, like basically my findings saying that like athletic identity doesn't transition, it translates into your life after sport and that athletes actually never stop being athletes. Um, part of my story and my dissertation because it was very story-like the way that I wrote it, uh, the way that I like concluded it was like, for now kind of like, because in the back of my mind, I was always like, it's not over. It might not be, you never know, you know? And so, um, I think it was like, once I got out there and I started playing and I was like, okay, what, what else can I do? what if I did this? And what if I did that? And it's like this competitive drive, right? Of like, what can this body still do? And so as I did this journey and I started to see the weight come off and the muscles packing back on, and I've got like the guns firing on both sides of my arms now, you know, like people are saying that you look
0: like a pro athlete or
1: like, yes, I had Girl, come up and tell me at practice a few like s- about a month ago. Now she was like, "You look like a pro athlete," and I was like, "Thank you so much." I was really hard at that. <laughs> um, but it it was just like, huh? Like I wonder. And then it was like, okay, let's practice like doing these touches a little bit more. Let's do this. Or I wonder what it would be like if I started training with my son's soccer trainer. Or, like at 37 years old, how cool would this be for me to like get out there and do the thing? And so. Um, I had been scoring a lot of goals in indoor and started to make a lot of friends and, um, started to get invited to do a lot of different things. And, and so then I got hooked up with these girls and I learned about this indoor team. That was a, um, premier arena soccer league, uh, PASL. It's a, it's like the, basically professional indoor league and Oklahoma, um, just added a men's and women's team for the very first time last season. So it'd be, um, a 22, 23 season was the very first time and, um, semi, semi pro level and stuff, but could have been playing against some, some pro league teams and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was happening. And then I started finding out like, there are these groups of women who are going around, the region and playing outdoor 11 V 11 tournaments. And I'm like, what this exists? Like, how did I never know about this? And so then I'm getting on these teams and I'm playing in Ponca city. So it was like when it played 11 V 11 for the first time in like 50,000 years and I wasn't bad at it, you know? And so, um, anyway, fast forward to like basically learning about this and they're like, you really need to try out for this team. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, like I could maybe make this team. And that's kind of where it happened. So they were like, why don't you play in a season with us and women's and let's just kind of like see how it all jives. And it went really well. We got to know each other really well. So um, I decided to try out for this team and I made it. And I, I think I'm going to be a strong contributor this season to the team um, as long as I stay healthy and keep doing the right things and stuff. And um, they're planning to take... They're planning to make two teams. One will be a semi-pro team and and one will be in the Premier League, which is a pro league. It's kind of confusing and stuff. So that's the one I'm going for. You know, you got to, like, go out every week and prove yourself at practice, you know. And so, so that's where we're at.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting when you first said, like, I'm trying out for, like, pro women's soccer. And I'm like, I know, like, I'm like, okay, she's 37. She has all the jobs, like, the kids. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I, like... <laughs> And I like almost felt like FOMO. I'm like, God, I wish I wasn't so pregnant. That makes me want to like do a comeback, you know, Um, probably more of a hockey one, even though I almost played college soccer, but besides the point, but it was just, it was so exciting when you told me you were trying out. I was like, Hey, we kind of have to flip gears and we need to reverse diet more than anything. Cause you can't be trying out for a pro soccer team in a, in a fat loss phase slash deficit. Like you're, you're not, it's not going to happen. So yeah. uh, that's also, it's also kind of you have no know, perfect timing with where we're at. Like you're eating more, we upped your carbs and all the things. And now you're on this team and it's like the coolest thing ever. And it's totally full circle. So, I'm super fired up, super proud of you. I've followed the soccer team now on Facebook just, <laughs> you know, and I'm super invested because I'm like, yeah, that's my client, you know. Yeah. And I feel like very very much a part of it. Um, so super excited for you and just to see all the updates um from Thanks. your team this season. But we're going to wrap this up real soon. Any final thoughts that you want to share about your journey or your experience with Pivot. Maybe someone's listening, and they kind of were in that funk that you were in as like a busy mom, like just struggling in a few ways. Maybe some advice for them, or just something that you want to share.
1: I think the the main thing is if you're at a place and you don't like the place that you're in, change it. And um, we sit around. S- so much too much thinking, Oh, I wish I could do this. And I wish I could do that. And I wish it could look like this or, or whatever. And I tell my son all the time, like, Hey, you know, are you gonna, how are you going to play today? Well, I think I'm going to do a good job. You think, or you know, are you going to do it? Or are you not going to do it? Because there's no in between. And so my, what I'm saying to you is, even if you're like, I don't know if I can be fully invested, but there's something inside of you that's like, I need to do this, then just do it. It seems pretty simple. It's scary, right? Because you're going to put money down and you're afraid that like, what if, what if it's a waste? Well, what if it is? <laughs> what if you didn't invest? You're in the same exact place as you are now, right? So like, I mean, you're out a little bit of money, but aside from that, like you didn't die. Like that would be the worst case scenario in this situation. And most likely you're going to end up with a better result. Even if you like me go in and you're like, okay, like I've, I put the money down, but like, I'm not totally in the headspace yet because that's what the coach is there to help you to do is to keep reminding you of those things to help you get in that headspace, And so I, I like to think that when we start new things, I always ask like, well, where would you be in five years from now? Because whether you start now or you start five years from now, you're going to be five years older. Your life continues to move forward in the same timing as everyone else's. And so would you rather at that five-year mark or one-year mark in my case, be in a different place than you're right now? um, then, then do it. And I think it's so easy to just, you know, make an excuse. Like I, you know, I'm so busy. I can't do this. Listen, <laughs> I haven't even told you all of the things that are on my plate. Like I gave you a brief preview, but it's literally stupid. Like I, I've been like, people have been like, and you do what? And our schedule
0: and is very stressful. It's we went literally over insane. just a week and I was stressed out and I'm like, My God, are we really planning to have two to three kids in the next few years? Because Nicole's schedule is scaring me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's insane. But I tell you that not to say, like, oh, look at me. I'm so busy. That's awesome. No, what I'm saying is we all have lives that are going on. And if I was able to do this with eating out and not cooking, let me just say that one more time. There was
0: not that much cooking.
1: There was not that much cooking. And it really only kind of happened at the end. And it really only A happens in crock the crock pot. A pot protein okay? in
0: there. <laughs> okay.
1: Not cooking and eating out. Also, I've been eating ice cream and treats and other things. And it still works. And that's what you need to hear is if busyness is your excuse, hopefully that just like blew that one up for you because I can promise you I'm all over the place. I'm literally bringing my lunch pail with me, make my sandwich or whatever, like periodically do some stuff. But like I found a way to make it work within those things because it was important to me. And we make time for the things that are important to us. It doesn't matter how busy your schedule is. Like when a student comes by, like you're so busy. I'm like, I don't care. I'm busy for you because you are what matters most right now walking into this office. And I think if your kid needed something, you would stop everything, no matter how busy you are and attend to that thing. And still some way, somehow there's enough time in the day to get the other things done. And so if it's important to you, make time for it, um, And work with Danny and the other coaches that you might be working with in this program to talk through those things so that they can problem solve together. I think the other thing is we often think that we're alone in this journey and what we're doing and that someone's not going to understand. Well, of course they're not going to understand if you don't share with them what's happening in your world. So like one of the things for me is like, you heard me say before, I'm this like math nerd and I need to hit all the the things right. And try to try to be perfect. Okay. That's, that's my battle, right? Try to be perfect. And I told Danny, I was like, I literally can't look at these percentages of macros because when I don't get a hundred percent every day and it doesn't give me the green bar, the green star, it's messing with me. And so it's just like, okay, let's do at most instead, you know, or, or whatever. And so it's just having those conversations to say like, Hey, like this macro thing is working, but when we put all of them, I focus too much on this and I need like, my brain is, it, that's messing with me. How how can you help me out? And so I think it's making sure that you're staying really transparent with your coach and knowing that they're walking with you in this journey too. Because it's of no benefit to Danny to work with me if I'm a failure of a client, right? Like mm-hmm. Danny wants to get hit a home run too, right? Because this is her passion, and I would imagine all of the other registered dietitians and and people who are on her team. It's your passion to watch people that you're working with have success. And so everything in them is invested in you. So they're just waiting for you to invest right back. And when you're ready, they're waiting for you.
0: I love that. I think even though your journey was long and it was hard and it had its ups and downs, I think you communicating with me so much is why you were successful. Like when you had a bad week, when you had a good week, when you needed to be talked off a ledge, like- you always reached out for support. And I think that's one of the key components of why you were successful is because even in moments where maybe you're like, Oh, I could figure it out. You're like, no, like, that's why Danny's here. I'm going to ask the question. Um, and to kind of summarize, like your final thoughts, it's just like, um, if it's important to you, find a way, not an excuse. Find a solution, not an excuse, if it's important to you. So, Nicole, thanks so much for sharing your story. I can't wait for others to hear it. And I'll be cheering for you in the Oklahoma oblivion this season. Woo! Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks again, Nicole.
1: Thank you. If you enjoyed
0: this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at dannyvrd or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.